All right, let's pray. Our Father God in heaven, Lord, uh, we do worship your holy name. God, we ask as we have come into your house, Lord, that we can just lay everything aside. Uh, not that it's not important, but um, so that we can focus on you, so we can worship your holy name. Uh, Lord, let the words that come out of my mouth be glorifying to you. Let us all have the hearts to hear what you have to say today. Uh, God, I ask that um, uh, as we... Uh, as we've come together and as we then disperse to go out into the, the, the world, into our families, into our communities, into our houses and all that, um, God, I, I pray that we don't just leave what we're learning here, here, but we take it with us. So, Lord, our lives are different. So, as we can see today, we can honor you in all that we do. Uh, Lord, we pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, as we're entering into the fifth commandment, is this is a, um, uh, a, a, a shift as we're, we're moving into this fifth commandment from where we were, uh, the, the, the previous four commandments, previous four commandments really focused on God and our interaction, relationship with him. These next six commandments are, are, are really focusing on um, the people. So love God, love people here. And, and when we shift in, into this here, um, this, this, this first commandment that's thought to be on the, on the second tablet, I don't know which, where it was or how, how it, it, it ended up. Um, but what we have here in uh, the, the, the fifth commandment is, is we're going to enter into a, um, let's just say a place. We're going to enter into a place. We all will enter into a place together, but maybe our place we enter into is going to be a little bit different today. And the reason I, I, I say that is because um, we're going to be talking about honor your, your father and your mother. And when I talk about your father and I talk about your mother, some of you have great memories and have great parents. You have great fathers. You have great mothers. You have great things that are associated with father and with mother. Others of you have um, very negative things that are associated with father and mother. And when I say honor your father and mother as it's read here, not I say, but God says honor your father and, and your mother, you go to a, a negative place and I, how in the world am I going to uh, honor them? Regardless of where you go, what I want to do at, at the end of, of, of all of our, our time together, and we'll spend you know, the next 30 minutes looking at this, uh, what, where I want us to end is not as much on the father and mother aspect of uh, this commandment, and I'm not minimizing this by any stretch of the imagination. What I want us to really settle into is the honor and what it means by living long in the land that, that, that Moses, how he says this, that you'll, that, uh, you'll live long in the land. Um, the Apostle Paul says in Ephesians chapter 6 that uh, this is the, the first command um, with a promise. So what is that promise? Well, we're going to see that it is the, the promise that we will live long in the land. And that this is what um, Moses told the, the Israelites. But I think that before we get to all of that, let's, let's kind of uh, um, pull back a little bit. Let, let's look at the, the, uh, the, the commandments themselves and let's, let's interact with them. So please, and I, I, I throw this out here as a request from, from me to you so that we can um, hear God, not just hear my words, but hear God's word. Don't 
no matter what it is, and please, I'm not minimizing your experience. Don't let your earthly depiction of your parents taint your, the, the depiction uh, of, our, of our Heavenly Father here. So when I'm saying honor your father and honor your mother, don't go, I can't do that. That's, that's just impossible. Just, just let's, let, let's work through this all together. And, and I'll say this also. We're going to... Um, be taking communion as well at the end today, and we're going to have another time of, of prayer. So, um, if you're dealing with something with with this, um, deal with it. Don't don't like kind of put it in a box and, and put it away, because if you put it in a box and you put it on a shelf. That box on that shelf does not go anywhere. It's still there. Just because you don't want to take out the trash doesn't mean the trash is going to take out itself, right? What's going to happen to that trash? It's going to start stinking, right? Especially if you have three kids that eat everything in sight and they just throw and they waste half of the food, right? And they throw all that in the trash after a while, that's going to start stinking. So if we don't deal with that, then it's going to start stinking. And in the same sense, if we don't deal with what it is that we need to deal with when it comes to our uh, honoring our, our father and honoring, honoring our mother, then it'll get stinking and, and it will taint the rest of our, our, our actions. So with that, turn to um, Exodus chapter uh, 20. Um, Exodus chapter 20, we're going to start here, and I'm going to do something this week I haven't done a lot of in this series. We're going to start in Exodus 20, and then we're going to go to Deuteronomy chapter 5. Uh, both, the t- both tellings of, um, uh, uh, of the Ten Commandments. But what I want to do is I want to kind of paint this picture, um, a, a, a larger picture than just, excuse me, than just the, the, the Ten Commandments themselves. And I hope you hear what I'm saying. It's not that I want to minimize the Ten Commandments, but I think context here of understanding how this all took place is important. So we're looking at Exodus chapter 20. What we know in Exodus chapter 20 is that God's people have been delivered from bondage, from slavery. They've been enslaved for over 400 years. They've been delivered out of that. Some awesome manifestations of God. God has shown himself in the splitting of the sea, in the, um, uh, the, the, the manna, the bread from heaven, the water in the rock, the, um, delivering them from not only the Egyptian army, but also from the Amalekites. We've seen God work in some tremendous ways, all within like a four-month period here. And now they're standing at the foot of the mountain. Moses is up on top of the, of, of the mountain. And he's, he's receiving these commands from, or these commandments from God. And these people are, are, are waiting to uh, receive these commandments themselves. And uh, like I said, we've already went through one, two, three, and four. We're, we're now in five. And in um, Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, it says... Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Put your finger right there real quick. Turn over to Ephesians chapter 6, because some of you didn't believe me when I said that Paul talks about this. In Ephesians uh, chapter 6, verse 1, it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. 
that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Okay, so pause real quick. Look at this. We understand that in the New Testament, Paul refers back to um, the, the Old Testament here and says, okay, this is the first commandment with a promise. Well, what, what is the promise? Well, the, the promise is contingent upon the, 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 the cause. Okay, so you have cause and effect. So the promise is that you will live long in the land if you what? Honor your, your parents. Honor your father and your mother. Now, you'll live long in what land does, um, and this is going to be in a little bit of interaction today. I didn't teach Sunday school today, so I need a little bit of interaction here. So, um, in what land are you going to live long in, does Moses say in Exodus chapter 20, verse 12? Giving you, the land that the Lord is giving you, Right? Has God, at this point, when, when, when uh, Moses writes the, uh, the, down the, the, the commandments that God has given him, has the land, uh, the, the, the promised land, been already given to them? No. It, it, it's clear that, that this is a foreshadowing. This is what is going to happen. So, so God is saying, okay, what I want you to do is I want you to honor your father and your mother so that... As you go into this land, you will live long and you have many days in this land. Now, what I think is important that we, we, we understand here is God is not singling out individuals in this statement. He's not saying, Ogre, if you honor your father and your mother, you will have a long life in this land. Shannon, if you honor your father and your mother, you will have a long life in this land. No, he's talking to a people here. And the reason that I want to stress this, this long life is not number of days. It is sustaining in the covenant of God. Because we have to remember, what was the promise that God gave to Abraham back in Genesis chapter 15? I'm going to give you a land. Not only am I going to give you a land, I'm going to make you the father of many people. Many, 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 many people. And from those many people, there's going to be a seed that comes from you, a deliverer, a savior for the world. The promise goes back to Abraham and the promise of this land. So the, the promise of God that, that is being talked about here is connected to the promise in which was given to Abraham many, many, many hundreds of years prior. And what, what is being said here, so when, when you go into this land that I am giving you, the way in which you are going to stay in covenant with me, and we'll talk a little bit more about this in a minute, the way in which you're going to stay in line with, with, with what I have for you, the way in which you're going to prolong your days, because if you read, have read the, New, or the Old Testament, and, and you know that there, are, uh, there, there is a, an, uh, another captivity, actually two captivities kind of bound up in one, that have happens to the, the, the people of Israel. The Syrians come in and capture the north um, in, in the, uh, the, the 7th uh, century B.C. And in the, in, in the next century, the 6th century B.C., the um, Babylonians come in and they capture the south. So the, 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 the days are, are what, what Moses is saying here is, if you honor your father and your mother, your days will be long in the land. What we see, though, by looking back in us looking back into history is they did not honor their father and their mother. Therefore, they were taken out of the land. 
They were taken out of land and they were taken again into slavery, into captivity. So it's kind of interesting. If you read Scripture, and some of you may, some of you may not, but if you read the Bible with bookends, it makes a whole lot of sense. And what I mean by bookends, if you look at, like in Genesis and in the beginning of Exodus, it talks about, or the end of Genesis and the beginning of Exodus, talks about the bondage of God's people in Egypt. And if you look at towards the end of the Old Testament period, you look in Jeremiah and in Isaiah and Ezekiel and all this, you have the, um, uh, the, the, the bondage, the enslavement into Babylonian captivity. What you have in between is this, is this time frame where the people are supposed to be honoring their parents, honoring their father and honoring their mother to prolong that time. And what they have done is they have not honored their father and not, they have not honored their mother. Therefore, this takes place. So I hope you see this on a, on a grander scale here. This is, is, is saying, God is telling them, I'm going to give you this land. This is a land on which I'm giving you. But it's not, and I'll use this, this these are my, my terms. This is not free of charge. Like, you can't just go in here and just live out however the heck you want to live, and I'm going to be all honky-dory with it. No, he actually gives very strict instructions. Um, I think it's in Deuteronomy 18 or something like that. It talks about the abominations of the land. And he actually says when you go into this land, there's going to be things in which these people do. Um, they're, they're, there's fortune tellers and, and, and uh, there's diviners and there's these uh, necromancers and there's these people that are in different types of you know, crafts, witchcraft, or whatever, fortune tellers. He says, stay away from all that. Don't get caught up in all of that stuff because you are my people and I've set you apart for my holy use. Where am I going with all this? I think that there's a direct correlation to honoring your parents and honoring God. Because what we have to understand is if we can't honor someone on a, on a level that is um, very close and very uh, personable with us, we have a, 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 a larger problem, a bigger problem in honoring a God in which we cannot see. So it does come down to an authority issue. And, and that's a big word that no one likes in 21st century America. Well, I don't, I'm not under authority. I'm free. I'm my own person. O okay, go, like, go shoot somebody and then tell the judge that. You don't, you don't have to live under anybody's authority. It doesn't work that way. God has designed us. He's placed us like this for, for a reason. So when we're given this commandment, what, what I want to stress is this is not just, all right, Gabe, now you have to listen to your mommy and you have to listen to your daddy. Because that's where 95% of us go when we hear, honor your father and your mother. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. Gabe does need to listen to his mother and he does need to listen to me. He does need to obey us. But what we need to understand is in the grand context and the big scheme of things here, when God gave this uh, command to, to Moses and then to the people, he was not talking to Shoreland directly. Right? Think about this. He, he, he just said in, in, in the fourth commandment, he says to uh, keep the Sabbath, right? After he says, you know, there's no other gods, don't have any other, no, no, no uh, graven images, don't take my name in vain, uh, keep the Sabbath, all these high 
let's say, high commands, these, these, these um, commandments that are directed towards God. So it, it, he, just, just, just hear me out on this. He, he says all of these high things, and then he looks down and looks at Gabe and says, and you obey your parents. And then look at the next one, what we're going to talk about next week. You shall not murder. I'm glad my wife thinks that's kind of ironic because it is. Think about this. If we, if we look at this and say, okay, high commands, high commands, high commands. Okay, they're talking to the children. Okay, now don't, don't kill anybody. It's not in context. Just in the literary context, the way in which it's written, it's not in context to take this command out of the Ten Commandments and just, okay, this only applies to little kids. No, what God is saying here through Moses is this is to children of all ages. Children of all ages. Think about this now. When he says, honor your father and your mother, when, when um, uh, Moses then tells these people who are at the foot of the mountain, at the base of the mountain, they, they, they couldn't go up on the mountain because they couldn't be in the presence of God. But when, when Moses tells these people, their, their thoughts are, I mean, I wasn't there. I don't know. I'll ask Marlon or I'll ask Wayne. What, what were your thoughts at the foot of the mountain? No. Well, but their, their thoughts were, wait a second. I'm older. My, my, my father and my mother, they, 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 they died in Egypt. So how am I supposed to honor them if they're, they're there? Or maybe it is someone like my age, and, and, I, and I can see my, my, my father and my mother, and, and I'm like, okay, I've got to, how, how, do I honor, how do I honor them? Maybe it is Gabe. Like, he's looking at, how do I, how do I honor my parents? So I, I don't think that it's just one specific, like, okay, this is only talking to the little kids. It's talking to this grand, this bigger, bigger picture. And, and, and as we have been discussing the Ten Commandments and as we understand what the Ten Commandments are, I, I want us to understand that like the Ten Commandments are, um, they're, they're ambiguous in some areas. And what do I mean by ambiguous? Exactly. They're, they're muddy in some areas. They're not specific. They're not exact to a situation. What we have to understand about the Ten Commandments, it's a pattern of conduct. It's a pattern in which you, your life should, should resemble. So don't think that, 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 that and, and we have a tendency to do this, like, okay, I'm going to look through the Ten Commandments, I'm going to pick out each one for each situation. Do, do the, the, the Ten Commandments speak into different situations? Absolutely. But they're not given for a specific situation. That's why there's only ten of them and not 10,000 of them. Right? Everybody has a different situation in which you're, you're, you're dealing with. And God gave us ten commandments to deal with those situations. What does that mean? It means that the how is important. How you apply this in your daily life, and as he's given it to the, the people here of Israel, how they apply it is, is very, very important because it is a pattern of conduct. So think about that as we're, we're standing at the, the foot of Mount Sinai and Moses come down, comes down and he tells you, honor your father and your mother. It, it may not be a bad thing. It may not be a hard thing to do for some of those people. But if you turn over to Deuteronomy chapter 5, it 
In Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 16, Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God commanded you, that your days may be long and that it may go well with you in the land that the Lord God, your God is giving you. Sounds pretty much the same, right? Okay, he's just repeating himself. Yes, he is. He's repeating himself, but he's repeating himself 40 years later. 40 years has taken place between the, the first telling of the Ten Commandments at the, the, the foot of Mount Sinai. Now, this telling of the Ten Commandments in Deuteronomy chapter 5, they're standing on the plains of Moab. Some of you don't, don't know where Moab is. That's fine. Just think about this. You've all heard, heard of the Jordan River. If you're looking at a, a, a map, say we're looking at a map, the Jordan River kind of comes down here, and um, on the east side over here is uh, Palestine. This is where Jerusalem is and Bethlehem. They're, they're all over here. Moab is on the west side here. It's a desert area. The Jordan River is in between there. They're on the plains of, of Moab, and, and, and Moses is reminding them of the Ten Commandments here. Why is he reminding them of the Ten Commandments? Because they're getting ready to cross over the Jordan. You all have heard the, the, the old hymn, Crossing Over the Jordan. We, we've, they're getting ready to cross over the Jordan into the promised land. So think about this again. Honor your father and your mother, Right? He says, honor your father and your mother as the Lord commanded you that your days may be long and that it may go well with you in the land which the Lord God is giving you. So at, at this point, Moses is pointing. All right, honor your father and your, your mother. So, so that, see that, that land, actually be that way, west. See, see, see that land over there that God is giving us? You need to honor your, your, your father and your mother so your days may be long in that land that God has given us. Think about this context again. Forty years has gone by. Why has forty years went by from the first telling of the Ten Commandments to the second telling of the Ten Commandments? Anybody? Disobedience. There was disobedience in, in, in the, the, the people of God and the nation of Israel. They did not think that they could go into the land. They had um, not only disobedience, they did not trust God and what His promises were. As we've been talking and Dan brought up this morning, they were not fully persuaded in the promises of God yet. So what happens? 40 years happens and that generation that doubted God died. So, 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 so think about that. Moses is he's saying, honor your father and your mother. Some, in the, you, some of the, those people are thinking, well, wait a second. How am I supposed to honor my father and my mother? They doubted God. Well, I, I, I think that this is where we all can kind of come together on the, the, the universal principle here. Honoring your father and your mother, the honor aspect of it to esteem highly, to, to respect, to obey, or it, it, the, the Hebrew word actually means um, to, uh, to, to place great weight upon. To honor your father and your mother is not dependent and is not measured by our standard or our scale. It's, stand, it, it, it's measured by God's scale. What does God say is honoring to your father and honoring to your mother? 
Because what we want to do, and, and, and please don't hear me, I'm not saying this is a bad idea. What we want to do is we think, okay, I'm going to honor my parents in their old age. I'm going to take care of them. We should do that. That's a good thing. That is something that, 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 that if we have the ability, we, we, we should do. But that's not the standard in which God is talking about here. The standard in which he's talking about is a standard of faith. Does your faith reflect? Does your faith reflect? And we'll talk in a second. Does your faith reflect what it is you truly honor? Because there's a display, and it's not just words. And it's not just actions. It's very, I mean, it has a lot to do with actions, but understanding that, 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 that God says, honor your, your parents, honor your father and your mother. But the way in which you honor them has direct correlation way in which you honor me. I, I, you've, you've heard me say this a billion times before. There's priorities in our life. We should have priorities. We're, we're designed with priorities. God first. God always has to be first. If you're married, then, then your spouse is second. And then after your spouse, if you have kids, then your kids are third. I am fully persuaded. I'm fully convinced that if you get that right, things go well in the land in which God has given you. But if you try to up the, oh, I'm going to put my spouse over God, doesn't go well. Um, in, in 21st century America, what, what, what most people do is they put their kids over their spouse. That's not how God designed it. It will not go well for you. It will not go well in the land for us as, as, as a whole. Understanding then the, the, the way in which God has designed us to honor our, um, in, in much the same way, I should say, the way in which God designed us to honor our parents starts with Him. If it doesn't start with Him, you're working in vain. You may do some good things. You really, they, they, may, they may be some really good things. And I don't want to tell you not to do good things, but I, I want, don't want you to labor in vain. Because we can, make our, we can make our parents comfortable here. But that's not preparing them. Maybe some of you have unbelieving parents. I don't know. But if you just make them comfortable and you're not honoring them the way in which God intended you to honor them, making Him priority, what we're doing is we're just making them comfortable here. And they're going to be very uncomfortable to where they're going. And I don't want to impose that on anybody. I don't want that, that to be a stress on anyone. What I want us to do is, is to understand what is my role in this? How can I honor? And that's at the end of the day, the question in which, which um, I think that most of us are asking then, how can I honor my father and my mother? Well, as I was wrestling through all of this, and I had note cards figured out, like all the different categories of um, different types of children and how we can honor, and it was just a mess. Um, I was contemplating doing a PowerPoint with you know, different graphs and stuff like that. I'm like, no, that's just ridiculous. Because what we're going to do is just get an overload of information and most of us will just kind of pick out a little piece and, oh, I got my nugget and we'll move on and we'll miss the huge overarching concept. So I want to give you an example of what it looks like to honor your parents. And I think the best example that, that one of, I should say, the best examples in which I've found is the example of Timothy. 
Turn to 2 Timothy chapter 1 with me. I'm going to read a, a chunk of scripture, talk about it for a couple minutes, and then we'll say deuces and we'll go out of here and watch the Browns lose. Do they even play today? You all are some good Browns fans. Yeah, there you go. I know the, the, the Clemson won. I know the Buckeyes won. That's all I need to know, right? Look at, look at 2 Timothy. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 2. I gotta sit down. Second Timothy chapter two. Let me read it. And we're gonna read one through fourteen and talk about it for a minute. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, according to the promise of the life that is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my beloved child, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Understand this. Timothy was not a biological son of the Apostle Paul. Um, So why did I pick this when it says, honor your father and your mother? Understand that when when the Bible is talking and it uses um, those those words in the original language there about father and mother, they're talking about authority figures. Yes, they they do um, have familial relations. They they can talk about, like I can talk about senior, he's my father. But I can also talk about um, Marlon as being an older man, an older figure in my life as well. Same with with mother. Um, I can talk about about my mother, or I can talk about Shelly being an older figure in my life. Um, you knew it was going there. Right? I'm sorry. Um, so, so understand this. When uh, the reason I, I think this has a lot of this applies to us is that Paul is talking about his child in the faith. So think about this. Outside, maybe you don't know your mom. Maybe you don't know your dad. Maybe you don't want to know your mom. You don't want to, whatever it may be. You have other men and women in your lives that can fill that role and do fill that role. So when it says honor your father and your mother, maybe you're like, I can't honor him because he's a jerk to me. I, you don't know what he did. Well, fine. I don't want to go down that road right this second. Maybe there's someone that, that, that is a father figure in your life that you can honor. And I think that this is what we see here with, with, with Timothy, because we know that um, Timothy's uh, father was, was, was a Gentile here. Uh, we don't know if his father was, was saved or not. We don't, we don't have all that information. But what we do know here is Paul talks about him as a beloved child. Um, and in 1 Timothy, it says a, a beloved child in the faith. So it goes on here. So I, I want to lay that down here. And then in verse 3 it says, I thank God whom I serve, as did my ancestors, with a clear conscience, as I remember you constantly in my prayers, night and day. Who are you praying for night and day? Just, just think about that. Who are you praying for night and day? Do you pray for someone night and day? As I remember your tears, I long to see you that I may be filled with joy. This is not just uh, an, an interaction with a, uh, a pastor um, and somebody he mess, met on the street. This is a, a close um, relationship in which it, it has been built over years of service together. 
where Paul says, man, I remember, I remember how broken you were over this situation or that situation. He says, I am reminded of your sincere faith. Now, now, now think about this, and this, is, this one's for free. He just talked about tears, and then he goes right into faith. Too many times what happens is we think that faith is all about puppy dogs and roses and fireworks and all this great things. Well, you have to understand there's some pain that goes along with our faith. There's persecution that, that, that will happen with our, with our faith. It's what are you doing with those times? It's are you going to withstand and are you going to persevere through, through the, the, those times? Are you going to use whatever situation as an excuse to get out of doing what you got to do? Uh, so not, not to, to get any um, sympathy, but my, my back has been killing me since yesterday. And, and I could easily have said to any one of the, the elders, because they're very capable, hey, man, I can't do it today. Man, I just, my back is killing me. I just need to, I need to take the day off. I could easily have done that. But, you know, it, it, I, I felt that, that God has a message in which he wants everybody to hear. So I'm going to persevere through, through all this. I'm not going to shed a tear. I don't, I, know, I don't cry. Grown men don't cry, right? That's what the song, yeah. Mar- Marlon does, but you're, you're a very grown man. Um, I think there's an age, after a certain age, you start to cry. Uh, no, but, but you know, I'm saying though that what we, what we need to understand, and it's okay, I'm, it is okay to cry. I, I cried too. If Clemson would lose, I, I did last year. Um, but um, I, I don't say that to, to get any sympathy. I, I say that where it's, it's easy for us to hit an obstacle and say, well, God must not want me to do that because this not so, no, not so comfortable thing is happening. Well, maybe that obstacle which is thrown at you is just an obstacle from the enemy to keep you from doing what it is that he's scared, the enemy's scared of what you're going to do because he, he knows that God's going to work through you. So we have to understand that, that, that just because we have tears doesn't mean that, that, that or even if we have heartache doesn't mean that, that God's not working. And, and, and here it says, I'm reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwell first in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. For this reason, I am reminded, I, or uh, for this reason, I remind you to fan into the flame the gift of God that which, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. So pause there for a second. This honoring of your parents here, what we can see is that Timothy honored his parents. He didn't go out, set out to, I'm going to honor my parents. It was, it, it was evident in his life. The faith that was in his grandma first, and then in his mother, is the same faith that dwelt in him. And he didn't have to go and convince Paul of this. Which I, I think that it is, is, is good for us to see. Because I think so many times what we do is we see a lot of people and they, they, they say, I'm a Christian. Okay. Well, I, I, I'm a Christian. Okay, I'm not saying you're not. But what, 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 what is hard to believe is when a Christian acts like a heathen and then is trying to convince you, but I'm a Christian. Don't, don't look at what I do. I mean, but, what, but that, that's antithetical. That's against what Jesus says. Jesus says, you, the, you, they'll know who are my disciples by the love in which you have for one another, but also by the fruit in which you bear. The fruit in which Timothy bore was a fruit in which old man, apostle Paul preacher, 
Saul and him. And he knew that this wasn't what, this is, wasn't what like Timothy woke up one day and says, you know what, I'm going to do this. No, Timothy had a life that was molded through his grandma and a life that was molded through his mom and a life that was seen because of him honoring his parents. So when we ask the question, how can I honor my father and my mother? How can I honor my parents? You can live a life that displays your faith. Live a life that displays your faith, not as a hypocrite. Because that's what happens too many times. Tragedy with the, the hurricanes, right? How many Christian organizations are jumping on the bandwagon to say, hey, look what we're doing. Hey, we're doing this and we're doing... Great, great. That, 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 that's good. There, and there are some good in, there's some good in that. How about we just say, okay, look what God is doing through this. How can I be used in this? I don't want to get the glory. I want God to get all the glory in this. I don't need to say, sit up here in front of you and say, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, and, and, and convince you of that by my words. The actions of Timothy convinced Paul of his faith. It goes on here to say, one of my favorites in verse 7, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. So uh, understand that when, when we say honor your father, honor your mother, honor your parents, I don't know how to do that. I'm fearful. What if this happens? What if that happens? That fear didn't come from God. What came from God is power and love and self-control. He goes on to say, Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God, who saved us and called us to a holy calling. You've been called as God's people to a holy calling. I'll tell you that. Not because of our works. So not because you're just all super dandy. Not because you can beat Tiger 1 in nine holes of... PlayStation Golf. You're not cool. We're, I'm not cool. I know. My kids tell me that all the time. We're not cool. That, God didn't choose us for, for holy things because you're cool. Just get that out the window. So quit trying to impress God. Accept what God has given you. He's given you a holy calling. Operate inside that holy calling. Not because of our works, but because of His own purpose and grace, which He gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. And which now has been manifested through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, for which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher, which is why I suffer as I do. But I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. And I am convinced, I'm fully persuaded in this, that he is able to guard until the last day what has been entrusted to me. In, in the, 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 the great theologian Rob Schneider and Waterboy, you can do it, right? 
Why can you do it? Because you're fully, you have to be fully convinced in God. Because why? God promised it. God's entrusted you with, a, with a, a great task. He'll give you what is needed to accomplish that great task. And he says here in 13, Follow the pattern of the sound words that you have heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. By the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, guard the good deposit entrusted to you. That good deposit, that faith it was, that's entrusted here, he's talking to, to Timothy, but that same faith that is entrusted to us, how are we going to honor our parents? By the power of the Holy Spirit, by faith and love in what God has done. So at the end of the day, it's not a huge it's not a huge burden, the fifth commandment, honor your father and your, your mother. It's a huge sigh of relief, understanding you've been given everything you need to honor and to uh, uh, show your faith. So that, remember, uh, on the plains of Moab, the people were standing there. They were not only looking back to their parents that, may, that, that, that died, they were also looking into the future, into the legacy in which they were going to leave for their kids. So that that honoring isn't always isn't only a present tense. That honoring is what kind of legacy are you leaving for your kids? Are you living a life that is honor worthy of your kids? Should your kids honor you, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, aunt, uncle, whatever mentor? Should those children honor you because of the legacy in which you're living? You got everything you need to do it. God has given us that through the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Father God in heaven, uh, we thank you again for the day in which you've given us. Uh, God, I, I pray as um, we've just talked about this commandment, a, a, a tough one, um, one that uh, the enemy's shaking in his boots because of, not that it, he wasn't on the rest of them, but Lord, um, I, I think that, that this hits strings that are very close to the heart in a lot of people. I think that a lot of people really want to, even if they say they don't want to, but real deep down inside, they want to honor their parents. And I think God, now that, that they understand that the way in which they honor their parents, even if their parents are doing dishonorable things, the way in which they can honor their parents is by honoring you first. So God, as you've given us your spirit to dwell inside of us, to live inside of us, to empower us and to guide us and to direct us, God, I, I, I pray that we can just press into you. Uh, God, you are a supernatural God. We, we, we need to grab hold of your supernaturalness and understand that, yeah, it's kind of crazy that the one in which we serve rose from the dead. But hey, if, I, if I'm crazy, it's because of my love for you, Jesus. If I'm out of my mind, it's because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because without the risen Christ, without you raising from the dead, Jesus, we don't have anything. So God, as we get ready to partake of communion, as we have uh, the elements before us, the, 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 the broken body and the bread and um, the, the shed blood and the cup, God, we ask that as these are symbols of what you have done for us that we can say, I, I want to honor. I want to be honorable to you. God, if there's someone here that doesn't know you and all this is kind of gibberish to them, that they would just stop for a second and say, you know what, I just don't know. 
I'm in that don't know stage, but I want to know because this is, this, it kind of makes sense. Don't know why, but it kind of makes sense. God, I, I pray that they, they'll take that opportunity to talk one of the, to the, one of the guys up here. Even if, they, if there's someone in here that has a, a, a hangnail that says, you know what, my toe hurts. Come, let's pray about it. God, let us be a people of prayer. Because you say when your people humble themselves and pray that you'll do amazing things. We might not be able to change everything in this nation. <laughs> Shoot, we may not be able to change anything in this community, this town, but we can change through your power what's in our hearts and then just let you do the rest. So God, we thank you. Father, we love you. We praise in your name, Jesus. Amen.